and welcome back to The Price for Paradise. My name is Woody, AKA Creston Woods, and with me today, we have Kiwante Austin. What's up, Woody? This is Kiwante Austin, uh, speed and, uh, specialized speed and agility coach. Uh, it's great to uh, be, be on this podcast with you, Woody, and uh, being in this uh, company that we uh, called Elevate Fitness. <laughs> uh, welcome on, brother. So, yeah, Kiwante just put me through, like, a, an insane workout. Like, you know, he wanted to warm me up. He, he We did, like, some cardio for 20 minutes. We did leg workout, uh, arms workout. We did abs. I mean, like, the guy took me through a whole workout before this. So, I'm a little winded, but uh, my hip flexors are definitely feeling it. No, same. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Every- <clears throat> Yeah, every everything is just pretty, pretty much beat, but we contracted everything. We hit every body part, man, and I think that's like a good, high quality, full full body workout that we just got in. Honestly, yeah. So Kiwante just got hired on here over at Elevate at the front desk, and he's gonna move into some training stuff as well. And so his specialty is speed, agility, and quickness. And so, um, what brought you to speed, agility, and quickness, and why is that like your passion? I mean, were you a former athlete? Like, tell us a little bit about your story and like where you started. So. I mean, get get my very first sport was basketball, and it really didn't bring that much out of me. I was just like, you know, a whiny baby, and so like I couldn't really tap into the sport. And then like before, like before I started sixth grade, I just out of nowhere I just decided, you know what, I'm going to get into football. And so I literally one day I just like walked 15 minutes all the way to my middle school, and I literally saw the football coach out there on the field, and I said, hey, I want to play. He was like, okay, just come on Monday. So football practice at this time, I was like, okay, cool. And it surprised my mom and dad because they was just like, where, where are you going? I was like, I got football practice. And it was just like, You just oh. kind of like showed up to a, a, a practice that time, your parents or nothing? Yeah, I just like didn't even – like it surprised me. I, I just did it out of nowhere. Like, I, just, <laughs> I just decided one day like I'm going to go play football. That's out, crazy, out, man. Out like, and then, like most people like lean on their parents like, hey, you know, like what, no, what should yeah. I do? Or like your parents kind of push you into sports, right? Like, you know, yeah, they, they got me into sports. I was, I was for sure. I was I, I could tell I was already an athlete, like but I, I could play more than basketball. It's just that I didn't try to do more in basketball. And so I took I took the choice and just said, like, you know what? I'm going to go find a way. Let's let's go see what's out there. And then, yeah, the opportunity was there for the next school that I was going to. So I took that on. So you played football? Yep. So I got into football and, you know, I pretty much just speed, speed through, you know, got into football, I played multiple positions and um, my 10th grade year. What was your position of choice? Uh, running back. Running back. I, what, yeah. Well, was, it's funny, like sixth grade, I was just all defense. Like I was a linebacker. I was mean, too. I had a. I had a mean hit on me, but that that's not in me. No, that dog ain't in me no more. <laughs> Seventh grade came and we had uh I remember his name too, Bryce. It was this uh this white boy who was fast, like fastest white dude I've ever I've ever met, man. But his <laughs> his feet placement was just so weird. However, it just he just moved faster than everybody on the team, but then he had got injured and so I know where coach was just like, hey, you're going to run it back. And I was just like, I really didn't want to do it. Like, I was just like, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, I knew the cost of being a running back. It was so many oh, hits you, just you had get to beat take. down like yeah. every play. I mean, there's no, like, the price for paradise of being a running back is you get hit every single play. That's literally what, was, what, I, what I was expecting. And, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, like, man, I mean, Bryce was, like, the best running back on the team. It's like, I don't know if I can match that. 
And yeah, a little bit of that self doubt. Yeah, I had some self doubt, but you know, once I was in it, I was just like, I'm gonna deal with it. And I've like, you know, figured out. And once you realized what it really was, it wasn't as big of a deal as you were building out. It started. It started to become something that I once I became eager about. Like I wanted to learn more about being. And then it started back. getting exciting. Yeah. yeah, and I started seeing like. Like I, I felt myself like learning more into the position, and then like I just became better and better. However, when um, uh, what when was it? So tenth after tenth uh tenth grade, we just transition on. We just fast forward on to tenth grade. Um, I was on the verge of losing losing my running back position like for the next season because in tenth grade I was like a fumbling freak. I got injured in the third well, game you of the were, season. Like, in your head, you were like, injured. I was, just, I was like, having yeah. a horrible like pre like you're pre-season. a kid and you're learning, right? Yeah, you're, you know it's the first time you ever been through injury. In, in first high, time like in yeah. high school, like it was just it was a lot of pressure. Everybody was like, "Oh, whoop de woo is going to start over you. You're not good. You're not fast. Whoop de woo," and you know all that doubt. But I was just still like you know just focused on trying to be better. But it just wasn't working out for me. And so uh, summertime before uh, eleven, you know, starting eleventh grade. Um, Coach brought me into both, both coaches brought me into the office, my office coordinator and my head coach. And they said, Hey, you're going to be a starting linebacker. Like they quote that, like they, they always, they already knew, like if they put me in a position that I'm going to work my ass off and be and take and start. But I said, Well, coach, I wanted to play running back next season, but they told me straight up, like, that's that position is not for you. Like you're not good enough. You fumble the ball. You're too you're you're too weak at it. And you know, like my offensive coordinator, Coach Madden, bless his heart or his soul, RIP. <laughs> um, he he didn't want me at running back. And like you know, uh, Coach Madden, he was not. He's not. He he doesn't. He does not speak easy. Like he'll tell you straight up. Like if you are just trash and so like I, and honestly like some people need that like I, like you that, need to be told that because if you just yeah. been babied all the way up until then you're never gonna get better and like that he he told me that straight up and it like it really broke my broke my heart because it was your reality yeah because it was just like yeah it was like you know i was like and i sat there in front of him and i was like coach like i really need one more chance like i really want to play running back i want to prove i want to prove to myself that i can be the best running back that you ever see just give me one more chance and so he and so I, I, like, I, I was like shedding a tear. Like I really wanted <laughs> yeah. to play that. And so he's like, all right, if you miss one summer pride practice, if you miss one, you're not playing running back. You're going straight to defense. And I said, bet I'm not missing practice. I didn't miss no practice during the summer. And we, and this was tough. This was a tough summer because we had drill sergeants that was running it. So <laughs> and Matt, and Matt, you like seven in the morning. If you are not in formation, like if you're running downfield trying to get information at seven, like at seven a.m. one second, you you in trouble. You're late. You're done. Yeah. So I was there on. I was there every day on time. Information. I didn't quit none of the workouts. I wasn't giving out. I was doing extra work afterwards. Like I wanted this shit, and you know, like I I proved a lot that season. I proved to my coach that. I, I proved my coach wrong because he really had down down me and like I and you, I, I made him I, I made him I made him soft enough for me. But you made up you made up and you played running back. Yeah, and I I made up for it for sure. Um, and and would you have made it though if he didn't give you that reality check? With that hard honestly, work and showing up on time and honestly, being that punctual. I, honestly, like I already, it wasn't just the coaches who I was worried that doubted me. It was, it was really it was really me. You were doubting yourself. Yeah, because I, I, because I, I look back at at the previous season, like all them fumbles, like even after that, after that tenth grade season, 
Like I was in after workouts, I will stay in the uh, weight room and I will literally do curls with dumbbells because I wanted bigger arms to hold the ball. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it worked out actually. Like yeah. I got high school pictures of my bicep like literally covering the damn <laughs> football. Like it's yeah. like I really wanted to. I wanted to cut from fumbling. I didn't fumble for two for after uh tenth grade. I didn't fumble the ball after that. Like, I see. But after that, um, after those seasons. My running back coach, who has always been there for me, he I took constructive crit. I took shit from him every single day. Like he would not let me, he would not let up on me. Yeah. But he started his own speed and agility program, and like I wasn't the fastest on the team, obviously. But you know, I I burned a lot of people on the field. However, I wanted more going into college because I had no idea what to expect. And so he, I was his first client. And I was his most consistent client too. And he had these resistance suits that he would strap onto me, <laughs> like the parachute running, or like kind of similar concept where you hold it. No, it's uh, it's like resistant band. So like you got the vest that clips onto your chest. Oh yeah, yeah. And then like around the back, it's like clips with resistant bands on it, and there's oh, like yeah. different ones that you can use, and it clips to the back of your ankle. It's oh, like a strap that goes to like fix your, your gait. Huh? To like fix gait or like running form or stuff like yeah, that. So yeah. So it's like it's trying to resist you from being going into your uh, na- natural form when you're running or going through a drill. And so it's like building that resistance and you're uh, building muscle endurance using it too. Oh, cool. So every workout that you're going through, once you take it off, you feel much lighter. Yeah. It's like you're in a space suit that whole time <laughs> and then you take it off and now you just like my plyo went crazy after do you have one of these things i do not he actually he's he's we need in, to get our hands on one of these things i gotta try it out <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no, we not. need to make a video about no, this it, yeah. it definitely exists they're like i think now like back then they were like 150 a pop but now they're probably like 250 or something oh, like that something. no they they're, they're they're expensive but they're very valuable very valuable but he got like a tw- he got like 20 pieces of them still to this day um but i was his most consistent and like persistent client and i think Within those six months, yeah, like within within those six months of training with him, I I went from running a, a four four nine to a four four flat <laughs> in my forty. Yeah, you. I mean, every millisecond counts. Yeah, and like it was just really just what it was the technique that uh, I guess I was lacking, but like he helped with the form with with the form and technique and increasing that speed. And then when it comes down to like a 40 yard dash, right? It is technique. Yeah, it really it's is. All, like, I mean, it's not like, it doesn't even matter your top speed cuz like you're yeah, almost like, not even getting like there. that kid next door could be faster than you, but it may have he may have the ugliest form. Now, if he was to fix that form, it was surprise he will surprise himself on how fast he really is. It's so, like, how much so like quick segue, mm-hmm. um tangent. Uh so how much do you think the combine Translates to the field. It's, it's it's like it's probably maybe like a couple drills in the combine that is it's for uh, show though, right? Like yeah, it's, it's show really, athleticism. It's really for sh- it's really yeah. for sure for, for show, and but it's only like a couple of those drills that are situational to the yeah. game. So like if you if you look at the NFL combine. Uh, when the receivers are running those running the routes oh, for, well, the court, for yeah. a QB, that's that's real that's, game. That, yeah, you know that's real game. That's a that's a very situational. Route you running know, is key. Run, yeah. running the route and how I, you run a route. Coordination yeah. to the ball, catching it, ex- executing, yeah. and running Cuts, to it. like the the way you cut. That matters. Yeah. Okay. The running the running back drill where uh they go go through the bags and the coach will give them a direction. And they run it. The uh, drill where the wide receivers run across the field and he's looking left to right to catch the balls. That's that's situational too. Yeah, it's only a, it's only it's minimal, but 
Uh, the rest of the rest of those drills, like the forty yard dash, or that that's not. It's really not forty yard dash technique. It's not. Yeah, it's just form technique and just trying to get the best time. Trying really the way I see the forty yard dash is how can you cheat that time? But it's not relatable to the field. Because you're, like, anticipating everything, right? Yeah. But, like, in, in a real game, you're going to be anticipating, like, what's going to happen in the play. Yeah. So, you're, like, you're, you're reading, it. like, yeah. you're, you're using, like, football IQ, not combine IQ. Exactly. Right? Like, exactly. You're trying to anticipate, okay, how many uh, – is the safety overfield? Is he in my green? Who's chasing me? Yeah, you're reading uh, different patterns, different things that yeah, are going do on Do I hear somebody yeah. behind me, et cetera? Yeah, like – that's going to – you're not going to be – I'm pretty sure I never ran my 4-4 flat on the field. <laughs> on the I, field. <laughs> I probably got close to it, but not, not – And most actually. running and, like – I mean, like, in a, on a game is, like, a curved run, right? Like, it's a curved sprint. Like, yeah, you're like, getting handed the ball on the outside, and you have to curve up the field, yeah, right? You like, don't, it's it's you a curved sprint. <laughs> and, like, that's that's something that you actually have to uh, learn in, fu- in fundamentals. And Because, so, like – and a lot of coaches don't even don't even coach that. That's yeah. something I see it a lot more in rugby than I do in football. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, rugby's yeah, awesome because you you're running all around the field, honestly. Yeah. But like in in football, you know, you start off here in this in this formation, and then it's just like, okay, I gotta follow my assignment and go here, but I may have to switch directions. All right. So, anyways, bringing it back to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, since I was so consistent with, by the way, his name is Coach Isham. Coach that's Isham. I, that's, yes, yeah. that's what I worked with. Um. Since I was so consistent with him, and I was like, "Hey, he had clientele. Don't get me wrong. Like we was, we'll get like he he had like four or five other people that would come, but they just weren't consistent as me. And I learned so much from him that when he started having clientele come through, I would help them out as well. I'll throw tips in, in as well. And he was like, "You know what, man? I want you to work with me. Best way to learn is to teach. Yeah. And so I, as I was still learning from him, and I was still doing the workouts with them. Of course, they became free because I was working with them." Um, I fell in love with the uh, process of like helping you uh, young, younger athletes uh, learn the fundamentals of speed and agility, helping with their form, helping with their technique, seeing them progress from the day from the week before, and seeing how because how they actually love com- coming out there, how they be like, I want to do an extra rep, how they're eager. See, that's the best part about youth sports versus like adults. Like I, I have like general pop clients, I have youth clients, and like the youth clients just want to be there because it's like sports, it's fun, like. You make it gamified anyways because they're yeah. kids, but like they're racing each other. That it's like fun. Like, yeah, it's a fun, fun competition. To yeah, them. yeah. They don't, or they don't even see the competition. It's <laughs> yeah. just like really, genuinely having fun uh, compared to an adult. Like they know the benefits of it. It's just like they're like, why do I need to learn how to sprint? When <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, <laughs> it's like well, I, like, I want to know why this is necessary. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's why I was like. Starting to fall in love because I was seeing myself. I was seeing myself. Seeing myself because I inside I these kids. Because you're like, I wish I would have yeah. been taught this at this age, right? Like, imagine how much further I would have gone if I'd already like. Yeah, like this, this eight part. year old kid who I'm coaching is like, man, you you got it better than me because you're learning this right now. I've just learned this at age fit at age sixteen. Like, man, you are, you are ahead of the game right now, and I'm blessed to give to give you that game and that value. Like, that's all of your coaches combined. Mm-hmm. Into what you're giving this kid, yeah, Because yeah. I, because football definitely gave me, uh, um, definitely changed my character as far as like dis- discipline, and it teaches the game of life. Yes, Sports, it, it really, any it, sport, it really like, does. Yeah. If you can play football, and you can be, co- and you're coachable, you're disciplined, you're on time, like everything that you do on the foot, everything that you do as a football player and for your team counts like every single what time you get to the locker room or what time you get to the locker room how how fast you're getting dressed uh 
what time you're on the field, how you stretch, uh, your grades. If if you're in high, if you're in, still in school, like that, that matters. Every little, every single little thing. Yeah, like you're you are accounted for, especially if you're a QB. If you're yeah. a starting QB on the team, and you don't, if you're not, and you're not on on, on your uh, classes, you're not on your homework. Now the team is now the team is like, well, are you going to play the next game? Leadership is top down, my friend, and especially from the quarterback position. Like you know, the, the he is like setting the tone for the whole team. He like, does. Right? He calls the plays. He does the things. And if your leader is not, you if know, he doesn't show up to show practice. up to practice. If your leader doesn't, you know, do those things. Like I mean, with great responsibility. And we talked about this in my last podcast about the masculine, um, and we talked about how like the leader does get a lot of the glory. They do. Like, they do, but they also take the fall too. So, like, you have to be willing to put in all that work if you want to be the best leader, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's a responsibility. Like, with great power comes great responsibility. Spider Man said that yeah. <laughs> way, way back when, but it makes sense, right? Because it's like people look to you as the leader, mm-hmm. regardless of if you want to be a leader or not. If you're the quarterback of the team, you are the leader. Yeah, and. With me, like even though I was just the I was just running back, though I played Not multiple. Just a running back. I mean, yeah, I, I played multiple <laughs> positions, but being running back and like, uh. You know, it's not like a, it's not like a, it's not as major as as a quarterback. However, every position is important. Every I pers- position personally, is I think. Right. But I made I I just led I led by example. Like I mean, yeah, I'll I'll do a pep talk. I'll do a pep talk from here, here and there. But like, I just led by example because everybody really looked everybody really looked up to me. It's not even me being cocky. Like, like even our like twelfth grade, we had a new head coach because they respect your work ethic. Yeah, because like, I was I I was after classes. I'll make I'll I'll make sure my homework is done. I'll make sure I'm eligible for the next game. I come to practice. I'll be on the field on time. I'm warming up before everybody. I'm the last one off the field. I'm the last one out the locker room. I'm, and you don't realize who sees that, but people see that. Yeah, everyone sees that. Yeah, co- coaches always always acknowledge that. Like they if they ask like you know who's 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 like the heart of your team, like they was they would say me. And next thing you know, like in newspapers or on the news, uh, Kiwante Austin the Memorial Charges. Like they'll it's like they, it was just like it was kind of eerie to me. It was like because mm, you know like. I don't mind being a leader. I don't mind leading. I just didn't expect to have that much. You didn't have that. I, role. I didn't expect you didn't that know much, you were going to be that, that role. Much way. It was just like, oh, okay. Um, I mean, I'm doing pretty good. So let me just keep doing what I'm doing because I am leading by example. Because yeah. I don't, I don't do, I don't do too much talking. Like it's just like, hey, not all leaders are vocal either. Yeah, yeah. some yeah. people. But if you, are, but you are still a leader, right? You still lead by example. Yep. You still do those things. And sometimes, I, I mean, me, I felt like I was the same way in my youth sports, and I think sometimes I also needed to talk more. Yeah. Um, and and now looking back, I'm gonna tell some of those kids, you know, in those situations, like, hey, yeah, like lead by example. But every once in a while, it's okay to speak up. Yeah. Because you know, sometimes people need to be told that reality check. Yeah. Sometimes people need that. Yeah, and, and like the way I was, like I spoke when it was when it was necessary. Like if I see, if I see teammates, you know. You know, like head down, like body language is just like Blade. looking, looking, looking yeah. sad. It's just like I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say something because that's not like you, like you. You should way, be grateful to be on the field. Yeah, like it's <laughs> like we're in the football. Like I'm on game day. Like I am excited. Like I am excited. It may not show. There are and, kids that would, that that cried because they didn't make the team. Like you're you're lucky to even be on the team. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, like or there'll be kids. Like I, I, I mean, I've seen it every year. Like. uh Kid, you know, other the other teammates would just be like, "Man, coach, don't put me in." It's just like, "Well, what are you doing? 
what are you doing wrong? Why do you think you're not playing? And I mean, you know, it's what is Oklahoma. he doing that you're not? Yeah. And I mean, so yeah, like, you know, being, you know, Oklahoma, when it came to players, you know, complaining about not getting game time from coach, they'll like to use the, you know, the ra- the racism card. I mean, even though racism do exist in Oklahoma, it is a thing, but it's not really no excuse when it comes to football. If you're a great player, you're, you're going to, you're going to get game time. Yeah. Regardless. Game shows. Man. Yeah. The game, yeah. the game shows. So. I just, I just, I just showed out. I ain't really, I ain't talk much. I just made, I just wanted to make sure I got my playing time and I earned that. I worked, I worked my butt off. And then um, after that, you went to college at? I went to, uh, I went to Langston University, uh, historic black college after I graduated. Uh, just redshirted there because it was like 10 running backs there, including me. And it was, and plus, I don't think I, I didn't have enough, uh, cred. well, I did have enough credits, but I wanted to wait anyway. So, during that redshirt season, I just worked out on my own time, made it to workouts, went to practice, just followed schedule, and then uh, was pretty much just getting ready for the for the uh, for my first season on my um, sophomore year. Um, long story short, I went to summer school at Langston, but I didn't get approved for summer school, which is weird because I was there for two months taking classes, and next thing you know, I was told that I had to pay for my summer school out of pocket. Which, so in order for me not to use financial aid to pay for that, pay for those classes, I need to get approved. But I thought I did. It's just that my, um, what are they called? Advisors? Yeah. She just pretty much set me up for failure on that because that happens so much in college. Like, I'm talking like, especially with sports, like athletes. Yeah. Like, we get thrown around because we have practice times and different things. So our schedules get like all messed up. And so, like, kids are missing extra classes at the end of their term. They have to take another semester Mm -hmm. or stuff like that. And it's just, it's not fair like i mean we it's just them making more money after another year of college exactly right? and all i needed was like six credits really so it wasn't like all i just took two classes that's all i needed for for the summer but it's like dang like you couldn't tell me to go get approved first like you couldn't tell <laughs> me the steps first or at least guide me because i didn't know what i was doing this is my first time in college yeah but once i went to financial aid and they told me all that uh they said they could at least use my scholarship and so when they looked it up they said that I never had scholarship. That was never I never had no no approval on there. Nothing like nothing showed up. No history of my scholarship ever showed up. You gotta be up. kidding me. So that's when I realized my college coach had my scholarship in his pocket. Later on in the future, I found out that I wasn't the only one who he done that to. But after I found that out, I just packed my stuff and left because I was just tilted. Yeah, of course. And I mean, so, like, how could you not be? Like, I mean, you didn't even get your chance to really play. Yeah, I, I, I was looking forward to it too, and it's funny too because after the after I left, I was getting my phone was getting blown up from my running back coach, who I hated with a passion. That man was horrible, and I can remember the back of his neck. <laughs> it looked, it just looked nasty. But he was like blowing my phone up, leaving me voicemail saying. Hey, you can come back. Don't worry about the summer school bill. We got it taken care of. It was just like, I can't trust y'all. Like, y'all, y'all not even talking about my scholarship still. Y'all talking about, oh, the summer school bill is paid and stuff. Talk about my scholarship. Yeah, like I still Where's gotta that pay at? for the rest of school. Like, yeah. you know, like I, I still can't come if I can't pay for it. Like, yeah, you know? like if I'm not gonna be able to pay for pay for the rest of my school, then what's the what's, what's the, the point? point? I can't trust y'all. I pay, but eventually that coach ended up going to jail for that. So Okay. 
That nice. was good. so there was justice. There was justice. And then um uh let's see how many months. After that, like two months later, I believe, um, I had moved to LA and uh ended up going to West LA Community College and played my very first season there. And Boy, was I jittery. <laughs> that was, yeah. like, I, remember, I remember the, fir- the first game, like, I was very nervous. I didn't know what to expect. I'm about to go against other college players. I didn't, I didn't know. And this was in L.A., too. So, like, I'm not familiar with going against, you know, well, like, since it's L.A., it's not just, it's not just players just from L.A. It's, like, players from other states, too. Yeah. It's probably other dogs. Yeah, and the community colleges in L.A. and Arizona are, like, the hotbeds, right? Because they got all-year-round sports. So, that's, yep. like, the thing is, like, it's different. It's better than the D2, D3, and NAIA colleges is those community colleges because those guys can go D1 after their community I college. I mean, honestly, it don't, it don't matter what college you go to. If you are a good enough player and that coach has connects or even maybe just one connect, you're going to go somewhere yeah. special. And it's going to get you out. It's all about you. It don't matter how what the college is, honestly, except for Langston, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, except for Langston with that coach. But um, yeah, the first game. Oh, uh, unfortunately, I didn't start because I missed one practice, and I respected it because I was starting. I missed practice. Somebody else started, and so it was fine. I was at hey, third string. At least they're strong on their work. Yeah, and I and I respected it, but I was for sure going to get play time. I knew that. So Fred was a starter, and uh, he got some plays in, and then Chris went in and does done some plays, and uh, I was just and then then we uh, defense got on the field, so like I was still cold, but like I was still on the on the sideline, just you know pacing, just ready. So. <laughs> Fred and Chris still still went up there and it was it like messed up on a couple of plays and coach was like, All right, get in there. Get in there, Kiwan. I was like, oh. Game time. I was already strapped up. I'm in. I was already strapped up. Just with my mouthpiece in. I ran ran out there, looked at what the play was. I was like, bet. <laughs> Long story short, I averaged eight yards of carry. Two touchdowns. It could have been three if there was no <laughs> flag. And I uh, got two hundred and twenty two rushing yards. Hell yeah! Uh, every single show out. Every single like, pretty much every single play was a highlight. Yeah, <laughs> like I was, I was running, I was running through like I was. It looked like I was running my four four flat out there, honestly, because I was just bursting, and I knew my style of running changed because I was doing less juking, and I was just being. You just you're in a flow state. You just did. Yeah, it. I just I just did it like. I got to it because I got to a point where I was just like, you know, maybe I do dance a little too much. It's just all about getting the yards and executing because I have the speed. I need to use it. I, I've used so much speed in that game, man. It was, I shocked myself. And I really, t- like, I really, after, after those few, after that first, my first touchdown, coach was like, I'm going to just keep him in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, Fred, Fred and Chris still got some plays, but like, coach may, kept me in majority of the time. And next, you know, I was back to being a starter. Love it, love yeah. it. And so, how'd the rest of the season go? Pretty good. The rest of the season uh, was was cool. I think we went five five and six. We had like I think we we had to win the season, but it was still like like six percent. Like it was it was passing. But um, yeah, I had, I had majority of my games. I did good at the ones that we lost. Like I didn't. I think I didn't score in, or I I did, but like it just didn't do much. But uh, my last game, I did get injured. Um, it's funny too how it happened. What so what happened? So I was running the ball, uh, doing just doing the outside run, and it was just me and the, me and I think he was a linebacker. No, he was a safety because he was small. 
So I'm running down the sideline, and he's like pretty much coming at me at an angle. And everything, as a running back, everything is in slow motion to me. So I'm running towards him. I'm just thinking like, okay, I can truck him. I can do a jump cut to the left, or I can hurdle him. But then I remember hurdles are illegal. And next thing you know, I get hit. <laughs> he put he he threw he mind you he's short, so he threw his whole body. <laughs> next thing you know, I got hit. Yeah. So <laughs> he like, like, like the whole time I'm running, I'm thinking like I'm You're thinking I got, way I'm too much. Like, hmm, do I want to do this? This? Uh, boom! Oh, I got hit. <laughs> but he threw his whole head and body into like my left quad, and like I just flipped up in the air. It wasn't. Everybody was like, "Ooh," but like it really didn't do nothing. I was just like, "Okay." Next play, but I, uh, he hit, he did that, and I'm hearing him saying, like, "Let's go!" Like he's going crazy over it. But I got up, I was like, Man, "That hit was nothing." Next play, I took one step, my whole left leg just like felt numb, like it shut down. I was like, "Oh!" Like I just took a knee. Oh, I didn't even want to take a knee. I was like, uh, tapping my head. I was like, "Coach, I need, I need a sub. I need a sub. I don't know what's wrong. Something happened." While I'm getting treated by the trainer. The I thought the I thought it was plays going, but nothing was going. I couldn't really see because everybody was on the sideline blocking it. But like I'm getting treated, and like coach and uh, my trainer was just like, "What's wrong with your quad?" I was like, "I don't know. I don't feel anything right now." And then one of the uh, one of my teammates came up. He was like, "Bro, you put that man in the concussion." I'm like, "What do you mean?" And he said, "Bro, he's getting taken to the hospital right now." The whole time I'm getting treated, there's no plays going. This dude's getting carried off the field. He has to go to the hospital his because head hit your leg. he threw his whole head. Like head first to my quad, trying to tackle me. Damn, so what happened was after he hit me and he celebrated, he walked to the middle of the field getting ready, and he just just fell back, fainted. Oh my god! And he was just on the ground, just flat. He was breathing, he was conscious, <sighs> but he just wasn't there. And they said, "Dude, football this this past year has been crazy with that stuff." Like when I saw Tua going to Tetney, that dude, was that, scary, that's that's cra- and I can't believe they let him play again. They let him play like a like two, a week later or whatever, like you know, like or the week after the first concussion, right? And that's when he had the tetany. Like that's like football. Like as much as is a, an amazing sport, and I'm like I'm not saying it's not. It's just sometimes those head hits can be so bad. It's there's it's a, a lot. price for paradise, and that is it. There's, like in football, yeah, with that man, like in that the risk. NFL, it's not even like because I mean I've had I, I've had plenty of concussions however my pride was just like nah let's keep playing through let's be tough we need I, like I want to win I want to make like this is this is going to be this is Dude, when you're the player like yeah you're like, when play. you're the lead, when matter. you're the leader of the team and it's like everybody's depending on you and you're in and you're in like in his high school and stuff I mean, you got the energy, you got the will, you can yeah, make you can make this I shit happen. I don't care if I'm concussed. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, it's like I already had concussions. It's like, come on, this is nothing. Hey. But when it comes to the NFL, your this is your body. You already put thousands of thousands of dollars into into your uh, recovery for your body. Yeah, you made it. You, yeah, you you made this. You got it. Got you this far. Take care of it. So, yeah. in in that in that situation in the NFL, man, like if I'm hurting, no, nah, I'm I'm gonna sit out. If I have a concussion, I'm sitting out. I don't plan on. I, I don't really plan on go playing the next game. Let's we'll see how I'm feeling. But nah, man, that pride doesn't even matter no more. Now it's just like the organ. Now the you know managers like Are you going to play. Super Bowl? I need you Maybe to play. in the playoffs. Maybe, Maybe. In the Super Bowl. But Maybe. like in the regular season, in the you regular gotta season, be kidding me. Get sit out one game and got, to yeah. save your rest of your career. Right. I got too much time. <laughs> got too much time, man. Yeah, for real. Yeah. But yeah, okay. So let's bring it back to. Uh, after your college career, mm-hmm. you became a speed agility quickness guy. So, like, what are some, you know, key fundamentals of speed agility and quickness that we can talk about right now to give the viewers that, like, like what is going to be, like, I guess the pillars of speed 
or agility or quickness, like in itself, like right, break them down each. So it's really, you know, the for, form and technique is is what it is. A lot of a lot of people don't. Uh, they're lazy with yeah. their form. They 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 don't put no they don't put no practice or fundamentals into it, and they just think like, okay, I can run, so all I need to do is just try to get you know probably build the strength and the speed. It's like, okay, that's okay, fine. you're not running right though. Yeah, and if that's a hundred thousand steps. It'll add up. Exactly. So it's like you can, like I said before, like you can be a fast runner. You could be the fastest person in your neighborhood. But if you got your form right, you'll be the fastest person probably in your state. Yeah. It's a big difference. And so when it comes to me, when it comes to my clients, I always start off with assessment in the first in the first session. And then after that, I if know, you can fix form, you can fix. Yeah, like, it's gonna like, be, it's you're gonna already be, faster. It's a step. It's a step. It's a, it's a, ste- it's a stepping stone. And you're not to, stronger. To you're not yeah. more athletic. You just have better form. Yeah. And so, like, I always start off with the form and technique. I make sure I lock those in to get get that right with someone, and then we can go. And then we can go into um into and go into the drills and try and all. What I do is. I took because I want because when it comes to my clients, especially when they're kids, I want them to think for themselves as well. It's like, okay, when you're doing this drill, I want like I'll and I'll time them. I'll tell them like, do you how 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 can you make how can you cheat this time? How can you make this much, much easier for you? Because some people, when it comes to like a cone drill, reason you want to find a way to uh cheat the system of a cone, cone drill is because you got you just got the the fundamentals of the form the form and uh, your form and technique so now you can get versatile with that with when it comes to your agility so for example when it comes to like a a, a shuttle cone drill that you know you start in the middle cone and then you run to the run to the one to your right that's five yards away and then tap the cone run to the left that's 10 yards away tap that cone and then run back 10 yards to finish out <clears throat> some you'll see when you when you watch that in combines or uh in practice or dr- in drills uh you'll see a lot of players that's like overstepping or taking too many steps trying to get to the cone leaking out a lot of energy yeah. so that it's lacking efficiency exactly and so instead of taking so many steps to this first cone what if i just turn my hips turn and, stri- and use my stride to my advantage and two step it reach for the cone and just get a touch now, so yeah, moving in a, a way that you know causes your body less damage, but also takes less steps, less energy, less calories burned, so mm-hmm. you can get there faster with less energy used. Yeah, exactly. This is like if you. That's just the way of of of, cheat, of cheating time. Because I mean, when it comes to these com- combines and these recruiters that you that you that are out there, I mean, I've, obviously these drills is not it's not meant for it's not you know situational to game time. This is a whole different. This is a whole different thing. So. Now I can actually I can just te- teach you the fun, the a way of cheating cheating the time so that if you look good, however, you practice how you play. Yeah, but still keep that in mind. So when it comes so when it comes to you going to practice and after you just got recruited from this from the recruit who's saying like man this guy got some good stats at the combine I mean, this, guy, this guy's good. I mean now you just gotta keep that gotta keep that same energy. Yeah, you definitely. Because I could te- I could teach you how to cheat cheat a combine, but if you're not Taking the fundamentals that I, that I coach you on to the to the know, field to, it the, matter. to the next next level, it don't really matter. You just you just know how to look good, but you ain't good. <laughs> All right, so let's bring it back. Let's talk a little bit about speed ladders. So speed ladders. There's a debate about speed development, right? And so like mm-hmm. we 
a lot of people don't think that speed ladders are necessary because they don't make you faster. But mm -hmm. technically, like, there's a lot of other things that go are involved with speed ladders. I mean, you're a running back, so you know. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, finding the right holes and doing those things uh, with a speed ladder, like, drills, trains the pattern so that you can, you know, move with agility and cut and juke and do all those different things in the hole that you need, right? Right. So... With the the speed the speed ladder, how how I would see it is that it's a great way to create muscle memory with uh, the footwork drills that you do. Um, when you're just doing it by itself on a daily, like with me, I was I I did on the I've been doing it on a, nearly on a daily for years, so it looks like I'm just dancing on the ladder. And then when it comes to like game time, and I'm going into that situation. It may not look like it, but I'm actually using that footwork. Like when it comes to me being a running back and I'm in that backfield, before I before I come across that line line of scrimmage, I probably use like two drills already. So like I was, as I get the handoff, I'm reading the hole, reading the hole that I'm supposed to press. Yeah, side shuffle. Yeah, like yeah. it's like you know, for first step that I take is going going forward. I'm saving myself a yard. I'm not trying to do no step back. Um, mm -hmm. That that's that's. You know, the like one, like it's like one foot one, or two, two foot going into going into a ladder. That's one drill right there. Um, if the hole is clear, obviously I'm just going to keep running. I'm not going to do any other moves because really, like g generally, I don't even want to do any other moves. If really I could just take the ball and just run to the touchdown, like no other no other shakes or anything. <laughs> yeah. That's just an easy. Point A to easy, point B fastest yeah. way. Point but A to point B. There's like, a lot of chaos. Coming yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like if everybody could get blocked, then that's just a, that's just easy work for me. But it doesn't go that way. So I have to be agile. You have to be able to adapt to situations, right? And yep. the best way to adapt is to have all these subconscious patterns to fall back on. Yeah. yeah. And so when you have if if you already have vision, that's good. You can see where there's an opening where you can adjust to. But if you don't have the footwork for it, you're not going to get there on time. You're still going to get hit. So, like I was saying, if there's so if the hole is clear, I'm most likely just run through it and then most likely going to get a touchdown. But if there's a situation where the hole is getting closed up, linebacker like comes in to fill it and he's pressing in, I can either do a bend, bang, or bounce. Now, when it comes to when it comes comes to the ladder, those uh drills that I've done done before my my legs already have a muscle memory towards towards like okay I want to go I want to go to the right so I would use one of those foot footworks to get to get me there quick quick enough and I already I already and when it comes to me coaching it I coach on transition so like when it comes to when it comes to you getting getting the handoff and uh being in control being in control of your speed and footwork at the same time so I made transition from Doing a doing a doing doing one foot ladder to a sprint, or doing the icky shuffle to a sprint and back to yeah. the icky shuffle and stuff. So, and then when I am on a, when I already am on a run, that's where it's like you know situational. Like if I'm on a, if I'm on a run and there's a linebacker that's trying to get an angle tackle on me, there's, there's three there's three different things that can happen. I can either overrun him. Uh, he'll either be chasing me. If I can, or if I overrun him, then he's just going to chase me. I'm not even going to touch him. If he's running with me, I'll probably give him a shoulder or a stiff arm. And if he, wait, so okay, I think I said that wrong. So if he overruns, if he yeah. overruns me, or if I or if I try to sl slow down, I can just undercut him. Yeah, you stop with the yeah. with the and that and that right there is like a is a a, a jab a jab drill that I will use in the ladder. 
Well, it's deceleration at its finest, yeah, right? No. That's being that's being the control of my uh of my run and transitioning into my uh into the fundamentals of footwork. If he runs with me, that's when it comes to like how how would I handle contact? I could keep running, probably go throw him a step on his shoulder just to get him off me. If he's underrunning me, this is when it's just all about speed. Because me yeah. personally, I'm not going. I'm not even worried about. It. He's not in my peripheral, so if he's just uh, just chasing me, I'm just going to keep running. Yeah, yeah. And so, like pe- people who just who underestimate underestimate the ladder are the ones who are not coordinated because that's was really big on on the on the ladder is that coordination and form. Yeah, and then pulling it off of like athletics, like can we talk about like how the general population could be you know useful for this? Because like there are like mm-hmm. like in your older populations, like you fall and break your hip one time and you're out for months and you shorten your lifespan you know tremendously. Exactly. So. Like what what the liar is, uh, what the fundamentals of it is, you're training the fa- the fast twitch of your uh of your le- of your leg muscles. So in your in your reaction, and it's also helping with coordination. So if you if you go out and you want to dance, but you ain't but you ain't got the rhythm, at least you you know how to use it. You, you can use you, some footwork, dude. You can use some footwork for that thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, do a little icky shuffle on the dance floor. You know, you never know. <laughs> you exactly. Get some work. <laughs> if you're a, if you're a construction worker who's walking on beams from time to time, then yeah, at least you, you know how to stay aligned with something. If you were doing footwork, it's beneficial for anybody. It's like knowing the controls to your car, right? Like, yeah. yeah, like you need to know how your body works, and having the most control is gonna help. You know with the ladder and with doing these speed agility quickness drills to help that nervous system fire properly exactly like you don't have to be an athlete to learn to learn to learn footwork like it's beneficial for anything that you're doing physically uh i wouldn't even knock it i think it's something yeah. that everybody should that everybody should learn they everybody don't even have learn. to learn like the advanced and then like and, and in the process you're gonna burn a ton of calories doing all this footwork like i mean you want to you know it's lose great weight anyways it's great cardio like it you is. know and so learning the footwork Will only help your coordination, only help your balance, only get you to lose that weight, and I mean speed, agility, quickness. Yeah. I mean, is is for everybody, right? Like yes. it's for all types of athletes. And another thing that uh, one thing that most people underestimated on is that doing footwork. I mean, I, I already had big calves on just just being born, but like I main I maintained and grew my grew my calves from doing footwork a lot because that's. I'm on my toe. I'm on the ball. You're on your toes. You're on my toes. Soleus is getting rocked every time explosively. So like, if you want to grow some calves, (laughs) explosive muscles are big muscles. People. Yes. Lord, work on your plyo. Work on that ladder. (laughs) Look at sprinter legs. They're huge. Yes. (laughs) Like I, I got sprint. Like my my I'm built like my bottom half is built like Saquon Barkley. (laughs) If you if you ask him if he done the footwork, like yes, you can tell by the way he runs too. Yeah, and by the way, when Saquon got hurt, uh, he used this uh, machine called the Newbie, and mm-hmm. we have that Newbie over here at Elevate Fitness, and yes. we use direct current stimulation and do some of that work over here as well, which is an amazing feature that Elevate has as well. It is, man. Yeah, I mean, we got to treat you. I mean, even if you're not a pro athlete, you should treat yourself like a pro athlete because that's the best thing that you can do for your health. Exactly. It's it's a great feeling to know that you're capable of doing so so much more movements, and it's, even if like you know whether when you're not an athlete, like it's just honestly a great feeling to have that capability, and it's fun. It's fun exploring your body to see what it can do. So, Definitely. Yeah. Well, thanks, brother, for coming back on the podcast. I know that took us a couple cuts, <laughs> but uh, it's all good. Yeah, we'll we'll have to have you back again. And uh, any last words as we go out of here? Do you want to tell the viewers? Uh, 
man, you 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 ne- you never know until you until you try. I I say just from just you know keep keep that in mind. Um, don't wait too long to try to try something new because imagine if you started yesterday or last month or last year, three years ago, etc. Where would you be now? So whatever 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 it is, whatever purpose that you're chasing, start now. I love it. Well, we'll catch you guys next week on The Price for Paradise. My name's Woody and aloha.